when when we understand what we're listening to or reading, we're learning the language. But it's not happening consciously. You know what I mean? Like it's the brain is just doing its thing. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me how it actually works, but um, well, I mean, don't ask me how it actually works, but when we understand the message, we're learning the language. The most important thing to me is to understand like two, three things. I mean, you're probably familiar with a lot of them, but I think it's important to talk about them. It's like, first of all, like input is the most important part, right? And obviously comprehensible input, right? Because it's if it's not comprehensible, it's just noise for your students, right? So it's not really helping them. But I think it's important to, to remember that input is the most important part and output will eventually show up as a consequence, right? Because we tend to think output is the cause when it's actually the result, right? So we, we learn a language by getting input, comprehensible input, once again, and output is sort of the consequence, right? So when we're speaking, we're not improving. We're proving <laughs> that we've learned through input, if that makes sense. So um, the reason that's important is because that, that's all you need to focus on as a language teacher. You need to provide comprehensible input for them, right? Of course, we'll talk about stories about how to make them uh, as compelling as possible, you know, how to, what types of ideas you can use so they're, they're even having fun or the, the science fiction part of the stories or the, the weird details about the stories that are gonna help them focus on meaning even more, right? Because that's also one of the key points as well. Like meaning or communication is the most important thing and not form, not the language itself, right? So um, if we're creating a story about, I don't know, an elephant, a crocodile, whatever it is, the most important thing is the meaning. So knowing that the crocodile lives in Boston and he goes to school every day for, that's the the message is the most important thing, not the fact that you're using goes to or go to or went to. You know what I mean? So to 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 focus on meaning, not form, um, because f focusing on form is, you know, it's it that well. That's pretty much what the traditional grammar approach does, right? Like we're gonna learn grammar structures, we're gonna memorize vocabulary, and so on. But what, what that leads to is to conscious knowledge as opposed to subcon the subconscious acquisition of the language, which is the way it actually works, right? So when, when we understand what we're listening to or reading, we're learning the language, but it's not happening consciously. You know what I mean? Like it's the brain is just doing its thing. <laughs> don't, don't tell me how it actually works, but... Um, well, I mean, don't ask me how it actually works, but when we understand the message, we're learning the language, right? But we're used to paying attention to form consciously. Like, do you use present perfect or subjunctive? You know, whatever it is, right? But that's trying to learn the language consciously. And what that's going to lead to is that speech 
that you see when foreigners try to speak in, you know, in English, your case, or any in any other language, that you need to think about every single thing you want to say, right? Or you need to uh, build sentences in your mind before you're uh, about to speak. That's why a lot of people have that sort of hesitant style with a lot of pauses, you know, like, um, um, you know what I mean? Because that you've you've tried to learn the language consciously, but in the real time conversation, you just don't have the time to think about it, to recall that conscious knowledge, right? The idea is to make it natural. So one of the most important things to keep in mind is that, the, again, the message is the most important thing, right? And it's actually okay if, if they don't understand every single word, you know, it's, they don't need to actually like because for example you're saying i'm i'm it's just a silly example but i'm going to the restaurant if they understand i going a restaurant the rest is kind of secondary if if you will right like um for your students the only thing that matters is the message and your job is to make it comprehensible, right? And as as fine as possible. But we'll talk about that, right? Uh, yeah, like um, so. Back to the stories thing. Mm, so I use stories most of the time, but you can actually talk about real life situations. It, it doesn't have to be stories, but also there are ways to include real life scenarios within stories that we talked about. That we'll talk about, but. Um, you know, one glass might be just you talking about your latest trip to Mexico, for example, right? Because they're going to be interested in that. We'll talk about this in a moment as well, but for the most part, people who are interested in learning other languages are also interested in, you know, traveling, other cultures, languages in general. So that, that those are topics that I tend to use a lot in my stories. Right, because I know the students that want to learn Spanish, you know, 99% of them are interested in, like I said, in traveling, in other cultures, and you know, for different reasons, but that's usually a topic that they, they they're interested in, like I said. Right. So in my stories, the, the main characters travel around the world or they're looking for, you know, a treasure or things like that. Because that way you can also talk about the different countries, the culture, the geography, things that you know that most likely they're going to be interested in beforehand, right? But for example, I, I've done it in my classes, like in one class, I've just talked to my students about my trip in, but because of this thing that I talked about, that most people who are interested in learning languages are interested in traveling, other cultures and so on. So for example, in 2019, I traveled in Southeast Asia for four months, right? So, so I, I went to Thailand, Malaysia. So that's actually what I tell them. So I started, so, you know, in 2019, um, I, I went to Southeast Asia and explained everything. So I, I, I went from Madrid to Bangkok with a stopover in Moscow. I know it's weird, but. <laughs> Um, and then you know I arrived to and, and so I just you know I, I arrived to Bangkok and 
I thought they lost my my luggage, but they actually didn't. It just was late because of the stopover, so I, I had to go to the hotel. To the it was an Airbnb to the Airbnb, just with my backpack. <laughs> but they actually sent it to me the day after. You know, you just talk about your trip, right? And then I spent a month in Bangkok and I visited this and that, and I went to this city. And now we're north of Bangkok and, you know, just you explain it, but probably the, the, the technique, let's say, or the most important thing for you to explain it is um, what words are you going to use or, you know, just to slow down a little bit or to use pictures or whatever is necessary for them to understand what you're talking about, right? That's probably one of the most important things about the technique, about you know, getting used to making it comprehensible, right? So slowing down when necessary, using pictures, using gestures, because we're talking about a lot of things and I'll talk about a thousand more, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, you need to find a way to make it comprehensible, right? Without using translation, if possible, right? Because uh to put it in, in simple terms the idea is mm, how to put it into words so using the example of an apple for example but that works for words and entire language so i want my students to to have a mental picture a mental representation of an apple whenever i say manzana as opposed to the spanish equivalent of the word apple you know what i mean and when you focus on meaning and when you don't use translation, except when, you know, there's going to be some, I'll give you an example in a moment, but sometimes there's just no way to gesture it out or because it's just too abstract, right? But the idea with individual words like couple or, um, or sentences or the language as a whole is to, so that whenever they hear those sounds, they have the mental representation of it and not the Spanish or Polish or English equivalent of their native language, right? And if you give them the translation, they're going to understand because, you know, you give them the translation. <laughs> but I'm just afraid that they're not going to build that mental representation. They're just, you know, they're just going to think in their language 